2: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's Expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening.
3: Stansfield, good turn away from John, goal! Hello and welcome to episode 199 of the Glover's Cast. Here to talk about the week in Town is Ben Barrett. Good evening. And David Coates. Howdy! Fresh from oh. a trip to leafy Surrey. Oh, is it sorry? It, it probably
0: is, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it is sorry, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. certainly leafy. There's a fair few Bob sitting around in Dorking. Let me tell you. That's not a man called Bob either. That is actual <laughs> cash money.
1: Cash money wonga.
0: They spend it all on houses around there, though, by the looks of it. Jesus Christ. I didn't didn't dare look in the estate agent's window. I think that's why the owner was there. <laughs> uh, which <Stop> one? You <laughs> Their owner was there in a in a dugout, in a dressing room, in the uh, doing a physio job. Seems to do everything that man. So, uh, yeah,
3: maybe ours, ours, should,
0: ours should take a leaf. I think ours was sat in the stand in a in in, in what looked like a, a very um, fancy suit on. You think, yeah? So, are you suggesting
1: that if Hargreaves gets the sack, Priestel should take over? Is that what you just said?
0: <laughs>
1: is, is is that an exclusive? <laughs>
0: I said, that's not what I just said. But...
1: <laughs> that's what you said. You said that their owner was in the dressing room. He's the manager. He's the physio. Yeah. And you said ours wasn't two and yeah. two together. <laughs> Clearly, makes seven hundred and twenty-four. You think Preesnell should be in charge of the football team? That's what you've just is, said. Is... You just said. Listen back
0: to the tape. That's what you just said. Welcome to Arithmetic for the Insane with your host <laughs> Ben Murray <Larratt. laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay. That's
3: okay, we'll get we'll get on to the shenanigans of shenanigans. all of that that happened uh, uh, with their chanting and everything. But let's start with the actual game, shall we? Um, I think the Cut. big red flags on the lineup were record missing again and Ben Richards Everton out. Yeah. Big hole of experience gone there. So what, what were your thoughts going
0: into the game when you saw the, the lineup? I saw the line out, I looked here, and I can't remember who I stood next to, but I said, There's the team. Don't ask me what that formation is. <laughs> I was like, I've no idea. I've honestly, I've no idea what, what what it was. So I just said, Well, I'm going to wait until the end and um, I wait until the end, yeah, you know, wait until kickoff <laughs> and then see, um, uh, see what start. it was. But uh, yeah, Ben did tell us that it was Morgan Williams playing right midfield, and I thought, <laughs> So, so ridiculous, and it was Morgan Williams playing right <laughs> midfield, so uh, and Tiori Johnson playing left midfield. So uh, yeah, go figure. Um, but yeah, there was certainly uh, my man of the match from uh, Saturday against uh, uh, Southend. Ben Richards, Everton. Uh, that certainly is a big gap because he is a sizeable uh, individual, isn't he? he was replaced by was. a sizable individual though wasn't he, in, he
3: was in, yeah uh, size in for max size hunt. sort of like a straight swap i would say uh yeah probably yeah it might Maybe be Mac- a bit broader in the shoulders yeah ben, max hunt's I'm a sorry. bit leaner isn't he than yeah than ben i would say yeah probably you ben you're you're leaner oh, than max hunt i would say Absolutely. I'm not <laughs> sure about that leaner <laughs> I'm i am leaner. i am yeah pench.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, um couldn't have started much better though could it no, no, it was a, it was a crazy thing. We came out, we uh, it, we, we looked positive. We attacked. Uh, I think there was one, maybe one decent, uh, couple, well, actually, you know probably a couple of decent moves before we scored. And then um, I don't know whose ball forward it was, to be honest with you. But uh, Sam Pearson was away. Beautiful little angled run, boom, stuck it in the bottom corner. It's one of those ones that they've got those nets where it just like caught in the corner of the goal. Um, and, it, and, and and then just stuck there. But then, Ben, did, did you see, have you seen it on the um, uh, highlights, the goal? I've seen the goal. Yes. Yeah. What is our celebration? Can anyone tell me? It's like and some they, kind of squid impression or something.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Does he look particularly like Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants? It's
3: um, the, the only topical squid I know, to be perfectly honest with you. Hmm, okay. I wonder if he runs around making the Zoidberg noise from um, Future Armor.
0: Maybe, maybe yeah. while he does yeah. it. Who yeah. knows?
3: We I don't need know. to explain that because his picture, the picture when he scores it, post well. is him yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's obviously an inside joke.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he did that. Uh, and then he ran to the away fans and did that as well. When everyone was like, <laughs> great goal, Sam, but what's that? But uh, yeah. So,
3: <laughs> well, you so, text us and said, oh, that's a bit early.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> scored too soon i said so uh, yeah three minutes and uh um it was ed ed turnbull who was there and he said just like easily this um <laughs> I, scored, you know, I scored early sound person and i'm like oh great i've got something to look forward to then um and i was like uh, but then for the next five maybe ten minutes i was like what are you talking about ed? because we carried on attacking we carried on going forward pressing forward um looking like we could, could cause problems. They are obviously a team that I think plays with on a lot of confidence um, and, and yeah, going behind quite early on, obviously rocked their confidence a bit. So that was the point at which we could go for the jugular, should go for the jugular, one or the other. Um, and we did, to start with, and we looked all right, had a few more chances and then... They had an attack and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> so then we decided, <laughs> wait a minute, boys, we better dig in here. Uh, and that's what we did. Uh, and we did the same thing that I decried us doing at South End. And um, and we sat back. We sat back. And um, the defensive, you know, Achori Johnson, as you saw against... Um, was it Chesterfield yeah. yeah. It's Chesterfield, when he's going forward get the ball at his feet looks like look a good attacking threat Morgan Williams is attacking prowess he's probably not his strongest um, his strongest point but um, yeah we we yeah we, we the defence the, the offence that we had turned into defence and I was just like why are we doing this why are we doing this again and I probably thought something about Albert Einstein, which Chris Angelo then corrected me, Was never Angelo. mentioned. Angelo. Chris Angelo. That's what I said, didn't I?
1: Mm-mm.
0: No, what well, no. did I? Oh, right. you,
1: you had a hard yeah. G. and Nobody wants a hard G.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so Chris, uh, well, correct me, that uh, Albert Einstein never said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. In fact, he tells me that is how you come up with a scientific theory. So if the scientific theory you're trying to prove is will sitting back result in more wins for Yeovil Town, I would put your conclusions in the national league table because um, I don't think it does.
3: Towards the end of that first half, we heard a lot of the name Grant Smith.
0: Yes. An awful um, lot of the name Grant
3: Smith. Yeah. He was a, a busy man. Mm. Uh I was chatting to someone yesterday who said he made some good saves, but perhaps Dawkins finishing could have been better and um, they could have really put us away.
0: Yeah. You think uh, there's obviously a lad called Seager, um up front for them so that was almost like it was nailed on he had a he had a couple of good chances there were a couple of uh, Grant's Smith saves which were definitely for the cameras although if you've watched the highlights that Dorkin provided you probably won't see him anyway because I think they were <laughs> filmed on some kind of jacket potato from um but yeah from wherever so they they, 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 they but yeah he, he made some he did make some good saves and um uh, somebody said to me at halftime that he was the best goalkeeper in the league, uh, which I think I'd, I'd probably disagree with. Um, <laughs> now Ben shaking his head or nodding his head in saying he is the best keeper in the league because um, we know that he has got a mistake in him, but then we accept that you don't be a National League goalkeeper without having a mistake in you because if you did, you'd be a Football League one. But yeah, I think I, I would give Grant Smith the credit for the saves more so than I would uh, blame Dorking for the for the finishing. So now, how, sorry, on, I
1: was going to ask just how one sided was the second half because they scored fairly early on in the second half, sort of within ten minutes. And I'm looking at the the stats from my generic in play um, betting website figures. And in terms of, and it's a strange phrase to use, isn't it? Dangerous attacks. They had more than double the amount that we did, 170 played 84. Um, was it that dominant? Because they didn't really turn it into anything. They only had two shots on target in the whole game. and One of them was a goal.
0: Mm. Um, Second, well, towards the end of the first half, it got very much with them seeing an awful lot of possession. But no, you're right. They, they had a lot of the ball, but there wasn't a great deal to show for it. There was... um we had in the second half, one very good chance. Sam Pearson, I think it was, had a, had a header, which, um, should have, uh, should have done better with, but, um, there were a couple of other opportunities, uh, we, we, we had, but they, no, I, I don't think, I don't remember other than the goal. I don't remember Grant Smith having to pull off anything too amazing in the second half. Um, but, I may have been otherwise occupied for a period of the second half something something we might come on to afterwards. But uh, um, was it was it tequila? Uh, no, it was not tequila. Okay. No, no, no. Um, I've seen the goal back. It's a bit of a
1: messy one. It's a bit of a messy one, but it's a bit of a pot shot through a bunch of legs, really. Dizzy it's guy, not. Man. It's not really. <sighs> hey, it's easy to be. I was going to use the word then going to use it i was going to use uh, it. Well, uh, the f word i was i yep. was going to but if that finds its way through there's an element of misfortune there isn't there when that makes its way through that many legs that are, are trying to get themselves in the way of it i'm not sure whether to be angered because one of the legs hasn't blocked it or whether we just have to go oh geez how unlucky is that that it's managed to find its way through a a tangle of limbs between the 12 yard line and the uh and the penalty area not the penalty area the goal line
0: yeah, how has it? Uh, yeah. Blame the pitch. I don't know. It was. Um, it, it's one of those he. should never have really got to where he got to anyway, should he? Yeah, there it there seemed to be opportunities for the ball to be cleared long before that shot came in. So yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was a disappointing one, but it it was also one of those ones that just it just felt like it was going to come. Because um, I say all the way through the end of the first half, it seemed to be yeah just um coming at us um yeah well, i'm waving my hands my hands <laughs> like wildly around as if uh yeah they uh got, we've got hordes coming towards us but um yeah but then it was so frustrating because we didn't do anything with it as well our passing was aimless and um when we did <laughs> we, we did get away um will Dawes uh got away uh it, in fairness to him he didn't see a huge amount of the ball um in the in in the time he was on the page but he got away towards the beginning of the um uh before they scored actually I think it was and uh he was horrifically fouled by the artificial surface uh he uh, yeah definitely took a bit of a bit of a stumble there and there was that was another thing that that frustrated me was that I mean, we obviously weren't familiar with playing on a pitch like that. I know there is one outside of Hewish Park, and therefore you could argue whether we should be or not. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of kind of not committing themselves to things in the same way that I think they would have done on a grass pitch. So,
3: Have you ever done a slide tackle on a 4G pitch? No,
0: I haven't, but I've never been a professional footballer who's paid to do it either. So, uh, And if I were, then I probably would. So, um, yeah.
3: You're picking those little black bobble things out yeah, of your socks, they'll, have, they'll right have rubber there. crumbs, they'll be working the rubber crumbs off their socks before they work their socks off.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you crumb your socks. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, you've alluded to being a little bit distracted in the second half. Obviously, it what, came why was through... That,
0: what? what it... Why was that, Dave? <laughs> why was that? Well, uh, so at half time. Uh, we were informed by um, a couple of people on Twitter, I think, that they had engaged in conversation with Mr. Scott Preasonal, oh. who uh, was at the game. And, uh, I mean, people were saying, oh, what's he doing here? But kind of people saying to him, oh, he's never at games, our absent owner. So I do kind of think you can't have it both ways, can you? You either want him there or and present or you don't want him there. Um as, as long as he is our owner, but, um, uh, so, so yeah, so, uh, that we were told that, uh, he couldn't hear anybody shouting anything against him in the first half. So in the second half, uh, we decided to up the volume a little bit and it was a nice echoey away in because there was a, a bit of a tin roof above us. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm speaking as a man who wears two hearing aids, if Scott Priestnell could not hear that, then I can certainly recommend him a, a good, um, uh, hearing aid clinic to go and get his uh, get his ear checked because uh, he certainly heard that. But you don't want to leave these things to chance, do you? So um, led by a couple of uh, ringleaders from the uh, from the away, and I decided to take myself off towards the uh, little grandstand that they had there. And lo and behold, there he was, Mister Priestnell sat there in a rather smart looking suit. And uh, yeah, so I was uh, spent at least the last ten minutes of the game. Uh, telling him that I did not want him at my football club um, and asking him questions that if I, if he were to ever come on the podcast, I would ask him hopefully more eloquently, but you can't really put a question eloquently in a chunk, can you? So I just uh, stuck to where's the money gone, but I've never got an answer. So.
3: I can just imagine you looking at our Google doc from April. <laughs> <and just laughs> yeah. <shouting> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) How are you going to pay the rent when
3: the deal's (laughs)
0: finished? (laughs) Yeah, try and work that into a tune. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. I like
3: how I like how you have very much um uh absolved yourself from any blame by saying there are a couple of ringleaders that you followed along (laughs) rather.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. I, I, I absolutely. um, I was there. I was there with 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 Bells on. So um yeah, <laughs> I, I I went along with with very little persuasion, but there were there were certainly a few other people who who went along and um did they have Bells on? Uh I don't remember them having Bells on. No, okay. but uh yeah, it was I mean, I know not everybody wants to get involved in that kind of thing, and I understand that. Uh, and uh, like I say, if you go back 10 years ago or whenever it was that the division of the land happened, I would have been one of those people who didn't want to go and shout at John Fry and Norman Hayward at that time as well. So I, I'm not criticizing anyone to, to do, but I think it was Roger um, Pipe who, when we, we had the Glovers Trust on the other week, he said something along the lines of um, talking about the rent. And the fact that we're going to have to pay hundred grand a year uh, in rent, where's that money going to come from and blah, 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 blah. And I think he said, if you're not worried about that, could I suggest to you that you get worried about that? Uh, and I think that was probably what I would have said to a lot of people who, who stood, stood, stood back and didn't go up there and uh, let the, uh, let the owner know what, uh, know what he thinks, because I, I think it's, it's got to that point now, isn't it? That if anything is going to happen, um, do you want to, I, I stood back 10, 15, 12 years ago, whenever it was and didn't say anything. And, I'm not saying that if I had have done something there and then, that that would have made any difference at all, because anyone who's got a 95% stakeholder in a in a club can basically do what they want, um, which was Norman Haywood had. And so he and John Fry could decide what they wanted to do back in 2010 or whenever it was. But um, yeah, I did that then and look what's happened now. So I, I,
3: I guess at the time we were a, a league, one we were. football club i comf- you know fairly we were always sort of flirting with the the drop zone weren't we it was always we gave ourselves a couple of but, games at the yeah. end of the season to escape but we were a, a comfortable league 1 club we were um living within our means and
1: you know playing, playing alright
3: Sheffield Wednesday way rather than dorking yeah yeah, yeah. But whereas but be, now we're in the relegation zone of the exactly. national game. <laughs>
0: yeah i think i think the argument then was that it, this will come back to haunt us. yeah. And it now feels like this is coming back to haunt us. Yeah. So uh. the people who spoke then were correct. I do remember a Mr. M Baker telling me that time and time again, when I said to him, why do you keep going on about this for? We're doing all right. We're in League one. And he was like, this is not a good thing. And I'm like, well, if they get, Development on there, then you can create an income and you know i was I was writing the brochure for uh <laughs> you know, Haywood towers or whatever it was um but yeah, it goes to show how things change, don't they a few more a few more grey hairs back on the pitch oh yeah Ar- the pitch after
3: the game uh what was the reaction from the fans obviously you know social media is uh if that's the barometer, was extremely frustrating. Um, Stop it. Hey, don't say it. Oh, sorry. We, me and Dave have both said it tonight. Yeah. Um, Dave didn't get called up on it, though, actually. Sorry, so I'm, I'm, I'm not quite with it. Apologies. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what was the sort of reaction on hey, the whistle? The manager kind of alluded to it that he, you know, he gets it.
0: Hmm. It was a bit mixed. It was a bit mixed. There were, it was kind of a bit of a, oh kind of noise at the vinyl whistle um and then the players came over and there were some people clapping them there were other people shouting bloody rubbish Oval! so um <laughs> that that wasn't me but um <laughs> i um uh, but they but yeah there there it, it was mixed let's say it was far from universally positive um or oh, wonderful another point away from home um but yeah it was uh,
3: do you think in the context like in the context of the game, because we were like under the cosh for a bit of it? Yeah. Do you think it ends up being like, bloody hell, we're lucky we've escaped with a point there rather than
0: like, I don't know, because like, like I...
3: at some point does you just need to and obviously yeah. none of us want that, but is it gonna take a thrashing for people to actually get this well, isn't a very good?
0: Bottom. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, well, it's like like Ben was saying before. It never felt like they were going. They were going to do much with their possession. They had a lot of possession, but they never. They never really threatened us too much. It was more our ability to. <laughs> Shoot herself in the foot, but uh, that that had me more worried than necessarily something they were going to do, which is strange considering they won at the weekend five one against, um, admittedly a Dagenham side which had ten men for a period of it. But yeah, it was um it was peculiar, but um I, I, it probably was a good point when when you look at the table. Uh, but it's like we've said time and time again. The manager said it again today. It's a good point. Away from home against a side who I don't know. They think they were tenth when we when we started. I'm not sure where they are now, but that's a good point. If you win at home to York City and Barney and uh, get your points against uh, Borenwood and Wrexham and uh, Chesterfield, it's a good it's a good point. Then not a good point when it's this seventh draw out of twelve games. Isn't it? For all it's worth, in the twenty-one twenty-two season,
1: which only saw um, forty-three games played, um, in that one, we drew seven games in the entirety of that season.
3: I remember ah. us talking about that because we were saying we don't ever draw. <laughs> yeah, we either yeah. win or we lose. There's yeah. no, there's no like middle ground, and but, and that's like the point that before we we obviously we don't want to go too far into Solihull yet, but that's one of the points a manager said today how we've you know we go into games knowing that we can compete and we are competing with like every team we've played against we've played you know Wrexham and Chesterfield and got points out of it but that's this whole dysfunctional bipolar football team we've got
1: mm.
0: yes so yeah Bit of a mi- bit of a mixed reaction um like you say the, the the manager said he, he gets it but it does feel that post match press conference and this pre-match press conference uh, that, that we've had today thursday all feels like we've heard it before
1: doesn't it? that that post match press conference after dorking i felt he felt i felt he sounded really sad mm. really down really dejected by Maybe just that evening, maybe the whole thing, but he sounded different. Um, I haven't heard the Thursday press conference at time of recording because I've been busy at work on air, but um, how, did he, how did he sound today without wanting to go too far into it? Was he more chipper, more upbeat, more up for the fight, or was he a bit noticeably dejected? Because he certainly was on Tuesday.
0: No, he didn't seem noticeably dejected today, but he just seemed like he was saying saying same things that he said for the last few weeks, really. We we it is a good it was a good point away from home, but we know it's only a good point if we win if we win our home games. Um, they're a good side, but we've got to think about ourselves, and we know we can't can't keep making these errors. And yeah, at what point do you say you can't? Yeah, actions not words, isn't it? That's uh, that, that's what it's 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 got to be. And he says, look. I get it. I know. I understand. We've got to make things better. They have, it's true. And it's great that they get it. (laughs) They'll do it. (laughs) That's, uh, that's basically what it is, but you know, maybe it's not that simple.
3: Obviously after the match, the, uh, the, um, you know, the big discussion is, you know, that, the the future of the manager and, uh, a, a listener reached out to us to, uh, try and give the other side of the coin so uh we are welcoming jake gallagher to the podcast so we will speak to jake about why he thinks we need to give chris Hargreaves time and uh we'll have that side of the argument in a bit okay so joining us now on the glowers cast is jake gallagher jake you reached out to us to give us a bit of balance i think is uh Perhaps not us, but perhaps the uh, the supporter sentiment. Obviously, social media is um, very vocal about the position of the manager, especially after Tuesday night. Um, and you you've written a, a great article for us, sort of giving us a few reasons as to why you think you know we need to have a bit of patience with the manager. But yeah, tell tell us what 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 are your views and and why did you feel compelled to come and stick up for Chris Hargreaves.
2: Hi guys! First of all, thanks for having me on.
3: Pleasure.
2: Um, good pleasure. Good to be here. I listen every week or every uh, when I can. Um, he's the one. He's the one. He does <laughs> <he's the one. laughs> it. We found him. We found him. And um, yeah, I think um, I think we've been slipping into a little bit of a hard, a hashtag Cargrees out. And um, I think on, on Tuesday I didn't go to the game. On Tuesday I was following on Twitter, and I tend to <coughs> have notifications on whenever whenever you tweet and I I follow and see what the replies are and what have you, just see what the fan sentiment is all the time and the final whistle tweet, the one all, it just seemed everyone was piling in on Chris Hargreaves and I just thought, am I the only one? I can't be the only one who turns up on Saturday against Sully Hall
1: still backing the manager I can't be I thought Um, for a minute there, I thought you meant in general you might be the only one who turns (laughs) up against Sully Hall Hello?
0: (laughs) Hello? Where
2: is everyone? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I contacted you. I wanted to just say, that, you know, Chris Hargreaves still does have. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not you know, we just made a joke off air. I'm not his mum. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I won't be through thick and thin behind Chris because He continues to lose games through October or bad results through October. But I believe he does, does deserve some time. And yeah, we can we can go into the um, whatever it about if you like.
3: Yeah, I think. I think you sort of wrote and articulated quite well what I was sort of last week when we recorded. I was a bit like, are we right to be being so annoyed because it's so close <laughs> but at the same time it feels so far away? But I, I suppose you, you're what you wrote, you started off with that, you know, the the results haven't been all the points that total isn't good enough so far. And um, you went into the old XG expected Indeed. goals a bit of statistics on the website now
2: so i first of all i didn't look into the XG until i saw all the full-time tweets yeah yeah the other like i haven't had had this in my back of my pocket thinking you know, you know you all deserve more it's just it's just what i've seen what i felt especially against teams like chesterfield i've I really felt like we we would win that game mm. um I think I tweeted afterwards saying there were so many positives to take. Krask was good when he came on. Tore was mercurial when he got the ball, um, and we just didn't hold on. And That's just been the story of the season. We just haven't held on. We just haven't held on. So that's why I decided to have a little bit of a deep dive into the into the stats. And fortunately for me, the stats back up what I was feeling, and that we do we do deserve, according to the XG, uh, three more points than we currently have, which doesn't sound like a lot but it would take us up to 16th and 16th isn't a travesty at this stage of the season and I also think that 16th in the wider context of we've played 12 games eight of those games against have uh, been against teams in the top half and four in the bottom half and to hammer home that point as I've written about in those teams in the bottom half two of them are right at the top of the bottom half in South End and forget the other side were um, so we, we haven't played many of the teams down below. We, we, we got Torquay twice over Christmas. They're, they're, they haven't won a game yet um, we, and we haven't played them yet. So I believe a little bit of time for Chris and his team, I, he, he deserves that. And I also think bringing in a manager, a new manager, just puts you back to square one. If we get over this hurdle, it makes the group stronger and galvanizes, and it has that real sort of dressing room. Um, what's the word? Dressing room, sort of
0: solidity,
1: yeah,
0: unity.
2: Like, yeah, you know, we got we we got through these hurdles together, and now look at and now look at us. We've got some great fixtures coming up, and um, I think that that that's important.
3: A little bit like last season, wasn't it? We went through that terrible, terrible sort of September and October, and then. We went on a massive run that took us, you know, to the edge of the playoffs with a game in hand in in January. It, it, there is that sort of element of getting over the momentum. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fair point. I think I think the the question right now is, and I I was really intrigued. I I read that article thinking I'd made my mind up. And actually, I'm not sure I had made my mind up, Um, which is uh, anyone who listens will know. It's very unlikely to sit on a fence.
2: Um,
1: So, yeah, it was it was a strange one because I I, seven draws is by definition, seven fine margin games. Apologies if my microphone is really uh, peaking, by the way, it's um, driving me mad right in front of my mouth. Um, I just wondered. How do you how do you think that Chris if given more time and I think it's a very valid argument that he should be given more time how he gets us to fall the other side of these fine margin moments because at the moment we've fallen to the right side once and to the wrong side four times with seven times sitting down the middle and I think that's the key isn't it to this next little run of games can we take those fine margins and fall the right side how do you think he goes about installing something that isn't statistical confidence and sort of momentum because that's the that's the challenge over the next couple of games isn't it
2: yeah I agree and I think um Dave you your, your five points piece about the, the Einstein quote about doing the same thing over and over again that when I started reading that I, I immediately thought about the formation and the, the three at the back and I, and I, I, I as a football fan football, lover i like quite three at the back I i like teams who play three at the back it gives you loads of flexibility but what it does what it does need is the two midfielders to be the fittest players on the pitch and they need to be and they need to be everything they need to be technically brilliant they need to be box to box up and down left foot right foot and we haven't had we've got obviously Dawson Diath who you you guys joke about his one knee but it's true and um Sort of last season, I don't really don't want to mention Del Gorman, but last season I remember thinking if we could pair Del Gorman with someone like like sit the world beating in, in in the national league, for instance, we'd have a, we'd have a side that would go up. Instead, we sold Gorman and didn't replace Gorman, so now we've now we're relying on a, a, a player who I believe played sixteen appearances last season in the and, and Worthington, who would, we all know would run for a brick wall. So we're just having a lot of depth in that area for this system, I believe.
1: 100%. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you, Jake. I really like 3-5-2 when you have the ball. If you have huge amounts of possession, you're basically getting two extra wide attackers because it just allows your fullbacks just to get right up alongside the front line. There's always an outlet. Suddenly the defenders don't know where to go or how to go. And it pushes the other side back. So defensively when you've got huge amounts of the ball. And I refer back to the game against Barnet at home, where we had so much of the ball and we just always had an outlet. Always, always, always doesn't matter who had the ball. And when you have got someone as technically gifted as Lawson Diaz, who can spray passes around and make things happen. And someone like Pearson, who was charging out of the midfield, You've always, always, always got an option. And I I'm completely with you on three, five, two. It works well when you've got the ball. But the problem is we have succumbed so much to possession. Dorking had sixty-six percent possession on Tuesday night. And we that forces you back to basically playing a flat back five. And and that pushes players like Charlie Wakefield way out of position. When I think we all agree we want a bit more of Charlie Wakefield going forward. We don't want him pinned at the back, having to do a defensive job.
2: Great. No, I, yeah, I wrote about the squarest of pegs and the roundest of holes. Charlie Wakefield being a, a fullback rather than a right forward or right wing forward. I think when you watch Wakefield in those in the fullback position, the wingback position, he thinks too much about where he should be. Can right. see the cogs moving. Yet when you give him the ball forward in in a forward right role, he is he just he just has his head down. Runs with the ball, kicks it further past the defender, and it's not—it's not like—it's not—it's like, not, it's not innovative. It's not going to change the face of football. It's just—it gets your team up the pitch, and it's exciting to watch. When last season, when Wakefield got the ball in those positions, I mean, I stand up anyway, but I'm stood up. You know, I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, 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 I'm excited in those positions, and just, I just haven't seen that this season.
1: I saw him away. Sorry, I just want to, because you know, you're, you're absolutely spot on. I saw him away at Altringham, and I felt the same. I think I said on air for the BBC. I felt like when he was playing defensively, that actually he just he just needed a, hu- a hug. <laughs> I think I said to Sheridan, he just looks like he needs a hug. He's overthinking everything. He's taking too long in areas he doesn't need to take too long in. But you're absolutely right. When he was getting forward, and he had Tiora Johnson on his side at that same time, they were getting into those areas and they were making things happen going forward down the right-hand side. For me, the Charlie Wakefield conundrum that Chris Hargreaves has right now is very, 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 very simple to fix. And this is one of my frustrations with Chris Hargreaves. This is a very simple conundrum to fix. Pay your best players in the best areas and figure the rest out afterwards. I'd much rather see us put Charlie Wakefield where we want Charlie Wakefield. And if that, if that leaves us a bit of a gap at wing back, I think we try and find other ways of filling it. He's not the answer. Let's, let's get back to using our best players in the best areas because I'm in agreement with you, Jake. Charlie Wakefield, at his best, is not groundbreaking. He's not going to set the world alight. But I'll tell you something, he's damn good at this level.
2: Absolutely. And it, you guys must have seen as well, the signings we've made. We've made Dawes, who's a winger. Wakefield's arguably be our best attacker on his day and he's a winger gimme torre jimmy torre it's very similar actually to ben beres and at blackburn He's got, sort of a tall gangly striker who you think might be a target man but he's not he's better with a ball at his feet running at defenders mm-hmm. he, it, he doesn't sort of his, his his skills doesn't match his physique if you like yeah. he can be a wide a, a wide winger and i think we just have players in those positions. You are them the ball, they would be they be dangerous. Instead, we're just not playing. We're not playing in the right positions,
1: and we're, we're, we're not playing with the, those players. We're not playing with well, yeah. wide attackers, and and that's where the frustration comes. Oh, we said the F word.
3: Oh, <laughs> I said the F word. <laughs> I think I think there's an for me, there's the element of we're sticking to this system. And I don't think we've recruited particularly well to to play it because we've got one left wing back in Jamie Record and now he's injured. We've signed one right wing back in Jory Johnson and he's not played very much. I mean, the best I think our best performance was when he was in was in the team. But we've just got a load of centre backs, a load of forward players, and now we're struggling with injuries in those wing back areas. We've we've not got anyone else to to come in. I think. I mean I'll be I'll be so frustrated on Saturday if it's not a back four sorry Ben it <laughs> if, if it's not if it's not a back four because you know I know it if if records out you know Morgan Williams is going to have to do that again at left back but he did it well last season I think we've got we've got those players they we've got players who can go in those positions and I think we're just trying so hard to make something work that is so far from working at the moment I'm not sure he wants to play Be- Bevan at centre back
2: either. Mm. I think Be- Be- Bevan um, makes sense in a back three, and I think um, the other fella who I tweeted you at the time when he he's, he's gone now obviously to Wolves. I forget mm. his name, Alfie Pond. Yeah, he, he was perfect in that in that position too. It's a shame he didn't keep him actually. I thought he was gravy, um, but. Do you guys genuinely think we're gonna we're gonna rock up on Saturday, two o one, and see what we believe would be a three four one two? Do you think that will happen?
1: No, no, I don't. I think he'll stick with his with his three central defenders. I think he'll stick with his two wide men, and then I'm not sure what he'll go with up front. Obviously, no Jimmy Torre, but I'm not really sure what he'll go with up front. And I think that might be part of the issue that. I'm not sure any one of us quite know our best 11. I think we could probably come up with our best defensive unit in whatever formation we prefer. But going forward, are we really sure that it's Fisher, it's Linton, it's Dawes, it's Torrey. We haven't seen anything of Scrimshaw just yet. We haven't seen Pearson um, as as an out-and-out attacker. We haven't seen the best of Wakefield yet. I just don't know our best attacking unit. And more concerningly, I'm not sure Chris Hargreaves does yet either. I
2: agree. I, I'm, I'm when I was writing that article I I listed all the attackers and I sort of had this point I was going to make I didn't make it but um, I'm really interested in Scrimshaw yeah. um, I'm, I'm interested in why we signed him actually <laughs> given that we had not had so many strikers at the time he's clearly a poacher um, I use a I use a uh, an analytical program called Y yeah. and it you might have heard of it before. It kind of um, on there has like clips of players and you can just type in a player. I, I can type in now, Scrimshaw and it would show me the goals he scored over his career. Things like when he's been in the shooting position, what type of position he is. He's a, he's a poacher, he's a goal poacher. And the goals he scored, he's sniffing He's a fox in a box, kind of
0: Francis Jeffers kind of kind of player.
2: <laughs> we haven't played him there.
1: No. All right.
0: He's played. I counted him up. He's played sixty minutes, sixty-one minutes, uh coming off ten minutes here, five minutes. I think it's over five games played sixty-one minutes. So he didn't even play the full game over five. Uh, and and like you say, you just can't. I mean, he didn't get off the bench at all on um, uh, on on Tuesday night. Came on briefly at, uh, for ten minutes or fifteen minutes of South End. But yeah, a player like that, how you can expect him to do what you've signed him for ten with. With 10 minutes left of the game, it's no, but yeah, he's frustrated. Mm. We've he, all said the F word now.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah that's sorry, it. sorry, <laughs> it's fine. You're part of it now.
2: <laughs> yeah, when I've seen him, he hasn't looked quite fit enough, which is probably why he's given him the 10 minutes to build up his fitness. But, um, I didn't because does not very fast either. But I've the one of the clips on Y Scout, he looked like bloody. Usain Bolt. So mate, I honestly think that Jovo might have used Y Scout to sign this guy because he looks gravy on here on this on here. <laughs> but in the um uh part uh, Park and yet to be, yet to see it. But um I am in- interested in him playing him as a as a fox in the box striker.
1: Would you play him alongside um a big man? Would you play him with sort of three attackers in behind? Would you have him as a as sort of an extra player in a 10? La Trequiesta possibly. Where would you where would you put him? What on Saturday, I'd probably, I'd honestly,
2: you know, if you wanted me to name a starting eleven, I'd sign up front. Like none of our strikers are in form, really. Our top goal scorer is Jamie Record, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, a big, a big, a big alarm that uh, <laughs> things aren't going right uh, in the in the forward positions. So I probably, probably say um, I'd play him up front on his own in that um, poacher role, and have. I'd have two wingers. I'd have Charlie Wakefield. I have not seen Dawes play. I don't know um, uh, how he played on on Tuesday. Um, But perhaps him the other side. And let's go with that.
1: So very simple, isn't it? Ian, do you want to do 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 your 4-3-3 chant now or should we save that for later?
3: Uh, Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm leaning towards a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 at the moment. Anything about going full Mike Bassett? yeah yeah I am I'm thinking pair Fisher with someone because we if if we're you know the manage, manager keeps talking about a lack of experience and if he wants experience on the pitch I think you know he needs his needs his one of his first signings doesn't he and Fisher on there but yeah I think you know Wakefield or Dawes or Pearson on the left and Wakefield on the right and if you have Diathan and Worthington in the midfield and allows you to keep Staunton at the back, because I think there's a bit of a element of panic with Staunton. Who plays at left back then in a the flat four? That's my sort of Williams. main
1: question. Williams at left, Thiori Johnson at right? If,
3: if records not fit, then Morgan Williams and Johnson on the right. Morgan Williams did it quite happily for the vast majority
1: of last season and kept out a couple of actual left-backs at times from that position. So I, I have no issue with him going back in there as a flat left-back again. I just feel like, and we've I've, we've said it a couple of weeks, I think it's been brought up, and I think, um, Jake, it was something that you said on yours, is that sometimes it looks like we are over-complicating things that don't really need over-complicating. And when you're just looking to get a bit of confidence back into players, when you're looking to make good players feel like good players again. Just keeping things simple for a couple of games might be the way to go. The question is whether or not Chris Hargreaves will do that or whether or not he'll stick to his guns. He likes his wing-backs. He wants the wing-backs in there. And I don't really know how that's going to go against a solid hole side who'd like to keep the ball again an awful lot.
0: It's a million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> None of us have got the answer to it. So No, you're right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Right. complete Completing utter silence. Well, there we go. Are you going on Saturday, Jake?
2: I will be going yet, going with my Dad. Um, nice. He came. He came. He came to his first game at Yeovil Town since the eighties. He told me against Chesterfield, and he really enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> so he's coming again on, uh, on the. Had we improved
0: much since the eighties?
2: Did he say? It, 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 to be fair, I didn't remember, but um, he was really impressed with giving me tour. He said he loved him. Um, but he did have a good. He did have a good games, to be fair, and obviously followed it up with a, um, a foolish a card.
3: Yeah, my my mum came to Wrexham for the first time in a long time, and uh, yeah, she thinks we're top bins. But
1: <laughs> can, can, can you all just start bringing your parents more often, please, guys? Because clearly we play well when mum and dad are in town.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, enjoy it on Saturday, and thank you for joining us and yeah. to, to give us your views. And I think you know. It's great to have an extra voice on to tell us what they're thinking and hopefully um, if anyone thinks we're all, you know, negative Nancys, um, perhaps we're not. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Jake for coming on and giving us a bit of balance. I think we're pretty balanced. Oh. Are we?
0: Are we balanced?
3: I think Dave, we are. You,
0: Dave, Dave, are you balanced. Are uh, you a... I, I'm imbalanced, but I think the two of you balance out my imbalance.
3: Um, Ben's very good at balancing on the fence, so yeah, exactly. I am yeah. good at balancing on the fence. Yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, was that was it... good, and, and the article he he wrote um, lots of lots of valid points, and you know, maybe a few people that have read that and thought, yeah, let's give him another ninety minutes, shall we?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I suppose the other thing to say is, if there is anyone else out there who listens to this and thinks to us, "God, that, those three talk a load of nonsense," you're we welcome do. to come on. Yeah, we do, yeah. and you're welcome to come on. Well, you're Join us. To well, yeah, come talk nonsense with us. So uh, yeah, it's not a not a closed shop. This is it. It's uh, yeah, you can, we we can sell you twenty percent for an undisclosed fee. It's uh, totally up to you. Hi, Scott. So,
3: <laughs> Right, okay. Solihull, coming to town on Saturday. Ben, um, I'm not going to steal your stat. Tell us. Well, I'm just, I am,
1: firstly, I'm glad that we are playing yet another team that we can make a draw-related pun from. So we've had draw and wood, drawking wanderers, ah. and on Saturday, we're going to be Solihull draws. Hey. <laughs> um, however,
3: <laughs> Good news.
1: <laughs> Good news, Solihull haven't drawn an away game all season. Right, They've even even lost a couple. Solihull don't draw, Sam. Solihull no draws. Um, Mm. They did draw a couple of weeks ago uh, against Bromley at home, but they then beat Wilson uh, on Tuesday. Um, Also, it's worth noting that on the um, head-to-heads, we are in pretty good nick against them at home. Um, let me just rattle off. If you remember the last few seasons at home, we've done all right against them. Nil-nil last year, beating three zip the year before that. Very nice indeed. Nil-nil um, and a Desmond two-two. Although that three-nil was. That was eight. the
3: FA Cup. The Desmond, wasn't it? It was the FA Cup when we were in League Two and they were Conference South north. or North. I mean, or I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to be. And then we went back to their place and lost the replay. Brilliant. Thanks for adding that. Cheers. Um,
1: And the 3-0 win was a Quiggers hat-trick. Yeah. And it was straight after
0: a 5-1 thumping. Oh, see, I've tried. I've tried, tried, lads. But yeah. No, you're right. And and I suppose the other good thing, the other thing to say is, and I said this to someone on Tuesday night, against the teams that I think we are going to get absolutely spanked here. We draw. We draw. We draw. <laughs> uh, so I thought against Wrexham. I thought against Chesterfield and we played well. This was this was this m- mysterious hog ball that uh, Mr. Perkins has been telling us about. And uh yeah, so maybe maybe it's gonna make a comeback. But I need to be more negative about it, otherwise it won't happen, you see.
1: That's that's my logic. Yeah, and you'll be okay. glad to know that Andrew Dallas is in great
3: goal scoring form again. So And Joe Sabar as well, isn't he? Oh jolly good. Yeah. They got a few. Um, I think one of the points the manager made today was that, I think he said they're financially heavy, <laughs> uh, but their supporter base isn't that heavy. big. Um, oh. Kind of the opposite of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <in> the, <laughs> we are financially light,
0: uh-huh. but do have quite a big supporter base. Mm. in comparison yeah. yeah and they've got a, they've got a decent squad haven't they they got Alex Reid who um, not the bloke the dated Jordan I don't think but the um, <laughs> uh, the one who played for Stockport so
1: who had Katie Price down as getting a shout out on the podcast take yeah, <laughs> yeah. that off your bingo card yeah.
0: no I was talking about the country of Jordan oh not good. yeah uh, um, but yeah they've got him coming off the bench so yeah that would be a nice thing to have, wouldn't it well if they don't want him no yeah. We'll give him a start. We will. <laughs> uh, wingback. Can you play wingback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's important, actually. Jamie Record was um, uh, a Solihull favourite, wasn't he, for, for a period. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hopefully he'll be fit. Yeah. Um, touch and go, as with Mr. Richard, Sunny Blue Low, Ben yeah. Richards, Everton. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Shall we take some questions? Let's do it yeah okay so deb's curtis asks why do you not ask questions on any other platforms like facebook
1: Sack the editor of the social media (laughs) yeah
0: yeah you could say you could you could sack him if he was uh if he was ever (laughs) ever appointed he's just there because you two won't do it but the um Uh, But I had put it on Facebook. I had put the GCQs out on Facebook on a couple of occasions last season and got absolutely um, zero response. So I have... Gone on today, and I'm talking quite slowly whilst I try I've and. I've got find... them, Dave. I've How got them. Yeah, yeah,
3: I'm there ready. Yeah. So, uh, start over the on, Facebook, one's Okay. So, over on Facebook, Debs Curtis asks, oh, there she Is, um, is YTFC correct in closing the screw fix stand for the forthcoming FA Cup tie against Torton? Of course, it'll make the highlights look like the crowd is bigger. An annoyed screw fix season ticket holder. But um,
0: with an interesting manager. point.
3: I just want to, before we do that, he made an interesting point about television because what they do on like on wrestling, if they've not sold that many tickets, they'll push everyone round to one side and then you never see the other side of the arena. So it looks like there's a banging crowd with loads of people there. But actually there's not because you just don't see the other side of the arena. So maybe that is the strategy. Although I should, I, I'd imagine it's probably something else. Okay. Um, there you go. But- learned
0: we have learned. Uh Chris uh Hargreaves said he's expecting Taunton to bring twelve hundred to fifteen hundred fans. So they will be you know filling up that terrace and probably so a good chunk of that seated area, which doesn't leave a huge amount of space in the uh in the main stand, does it? The they've heli- got a block. Haven't they got a block?
3: They've there's got a, a block. There's a block in the for them to in, sit in the main and, stand and then the and then the away terrace, the yeah. terrace, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's they'll just put them all on the terrace. I would.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Well,
0: They've got to offer
1: some seating, haven't they? You have to offer some yeah. seating for oh. for disabled and people who want to
3: sit. Having yeah. been to Taunton Town two seasons in a row for pre-season games, I think most of their supporters are used to standing up. Right. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. My point was that they won't have any seating. I, 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 was, I was aware of that. Or oh, you just said where you're going to put them all? No, I mean they are uh, the oval fans.
3: Well, they'll have most of the most of the mm-hmm. other side, most of the main stand. LS stand, won't they? Is that enough? <laughs> um, I think you yes. could probably open one stand. Right. Right one stand for league games, to be honest with you, Dave. Well, I was going to
0: say that, and that's my next point. Why in a game where you've got a team that's coming from 20 miles up the road, do you choose to do it, but you don't choose to do it against Solihull, who, as the manager again said, a fairly light fan base, um, but presumably the Screwfix stand is open for that game. Probably seems- because because people will have bought season tickets. Yeah.
3: If you've yeah. got season ticket holders, yep. the FA Cup is always you're not you know you can if they open that stand, then season ticket holders can go and get their seat. But
0: yeah, so yeah. so they're but but they're also saying that they can't guarantee people their seats in the main stand. So is that not the same thing? Well,
3: they've not they've not given season ticket holders priority, have they?
0: No, it's just don't. a free So isn't it? it's
3: just a yeah. So it's I remember when we drew um when we drew Cardiff in the FA Cup all those years ago. Yeah. We would always sit in our usual spot and had our season ticket seats, but when it came to buying a ticket for that, we it, it, you had to sit wherever you got a ticket. Okay. So I'm all not right. saying, well, I'm not it, saying it, it, this is as lucrative as Cardiff City replay was, yeah. um, but <laughs> <it is. laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: In which quest? In which case is a great decision, Just Deb. So I'm, I'm all for it.
1: Unpopular opinion is that they probably could, like you say, get away with not having it open at all times. And to think that means you don't have to steward it. You don't have to fill the bars up. It's just a cost-cutting exercise. I don't like it. But if you were someone who was trying to scrimp and save on every penny you needed to, I mean, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. If there comes a point where they sell out that stand and they sell out the terrace, I imagine they'll open the other one. But once they've got to that number, we'll be talking of the highest um attendances that we've had in a long 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 time so i don't see there being any issues with room on that side of the on that side of the ground
3: unfortunately i suppose there could also be a, a policing thing about it as well i don't yeah. i don't know um but yeah i know what you mean it is it is one of those things where you think from a like i can understand why they would do it if it's a cost saving thing but at the same time it's like have a, let's have a bit of a go. Like, let's get as many people there as possible. <laughs> How much are the tickets?
0: 15 quid. Per if, they'd
3: have, if, if
1: they'd have made them a fiver or a tenner, as would have been maybe a bit better for this, not even qualified for the FA Cup level yet. Imagine, imagine if they'd have gone and made them everything, everything a tenner and really made a massive push for it. Clearly, they've decided not to make a massive push for it. Save a few quid. They won't probably fill out that stand and the, the terrace. So,
3: yeah, I, get I, get it. It. I don't I don't, I, I don't, I don't like know it, but... if they're allowed to price that then...
1: no because you've got to split the you've got to split the money haven't you 40 40 20 yeah, so yeah. It's, it is difficult
3: um okay uh, john Margot asks if you could sign anyone only one realistic player to improve the squad who squad who would you sign
0: and why apart from you and Pollock apart from you and Pollock and Bailey Cargill El Gorman, just so that I know he's going to take our free kicks from now on. Is that realistic? S- scored one, didn't he? he? Scored one this week. He did, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I kind of saw this question, so I've had a bit of a Google, had a bit of a look, and there aren't many. <laughs> truth be told, so You've been I went on Wisecout scout you? I've been to Scout yeah. and I've done some. I've, I've got three names for you. I'm not sure how realistic they are, but for five and a half minutes of searching whilst also working the three names are um, I've gone with players who aren't playing at other clubs that I think would benefit us basically so I've got with you uh, Ricky Carboa who is a Woking player he's 25 about sounds like years. a
3: football manager regen
1: he does sound like a football manager regen he's a bit part player at Woking I think we know the working manager. Um, he's got a bit of League One League to experience, hasn't been playing much this season so far, and could come in and be He's 25, just starting to hit peak, might be worth a, a bit of a run in the team. Um, Kyle Hudlin, who will, you'll remember as the really huge guy that used to play for... Solihol Moors. Solihol Moors. Um, he's on loan at Wimbledon from Huddersfield and not really getting a kick. So Huddersfield, cancel that, send them to us. Great stuff. And the other one, for a bit of experience, because apparently we haven't got any experience in the squad. Um, And this is a bit pie in the sky. I'm not sure how realistic this actually is, but up at Exeter, down at Exeter? Down at Exeter.
3: um, (laughs) Definitely down from where you are.
1: Yeah, definitely down. Uh, Matty J isn't getting a game or not an awful lot of starts for Exeter at the moment and could come to us either on loan or, who knows, maybe even permanently at some point and become our main player so there's three names off of literally four and a half minutes of going through flash scores to find players that aren't playing an awful lot at the moment I like the last one yeah matty J is probably my favorite but i think he's also the most unrealistic yeah can
3: okay. i can i go for um jay falston from taunton because he mm. can take set pieces and there's a left side. We haven't got any, we've got one left sided player who's left footed in Jamie Record. You are
0: all criminally overlooking Ollie Haste. Yeah, yep. get him in, get him in. Oh, I, my, my player would have been Ruben Reed anyway, but uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> scoring goals. Um, I tell you, scoring goals. Are you finally um, judging him? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> judge him on the goals he scores. <laughs>
3: Um, Lee Riggs, what would you call a successful season now? Mid-table finish, being very hopeful, a good trophy cup run, or does it all hinge on the Somerset Professional Cup,
0: the Men's Somerset Professional Cup? Still Premier Cup isn't it, or is it Professional yeah. Cup no, I don't
3: know. He said Professional.
0: Oh, okay, right. So, um, it's a good uh, win them all. Hashtag win <laughs> them all.
1: Okay. The uh, the 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 uh, quadruple is still on. Quadruple. Yeah. We're only in. Th- the quintuple is still on.
3: OK, we're still in them all. Um, OK, uh, Andy Cleve asks, is Solihull must win?
0: In the words of Chris Hargreeze, every game's a must win to a manager. There you go. So it is. Uh, and and after that,
3: he retweets Hughes' tweet <laughs> yeah. from Tuesday night where he said, must win game, unless maths indicates it actually is towards the end of the season, is fatuous hyperbo- hyperbole. Hyperbole. Which perfectly. only becomes relevant if one doesn't, which we didn't. So, having drawn a must-win game, what are we going to do now? Um, Draw. Yeah, up. I don't know. <laughs> now, <laughs> if Dorking was must-win, surely Solihull must be must-win as well. Surely they all must win we they're all must-win until we win. <laughs> <laughs> but if we don't win, yeah, what do we do? I don't know. Um I don't and ironically yeah, I don't,
0: told us what we shouldn't do.
3: Ironically, I don't think Solihull is must win because they're pretty good. Yeah. Comes back to But if they go done. and if they go and beat us five nil, then then it's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Cleaver. Why can't you answer that one yourself? <laughs> um uh, he did Don, he, but he quoted he quoted you. <laughs> <laughs> Don Gibson asks does it the actual naming in the Guardian of Jed McCrory, Scott Priestnell and Errol Pope as part of the group behind the subsequent demise of Worcester Warriors mean we can now legitimately be extremely concerned for our future and what can we do about it so for those who haven't read there was a, a Guardian article they've done an investigation into all the various companies that were set up um, when uh uh Worcester warriors and all the it's a long read um and a complex read about this the situation there but yeah they did name um name that group that uh our owner was a part of, and sort of all the companies that were set up and the deals that were done around the land and things like that um a few red flags. A few similarities. That's, yeah. the word I, that's the word I was
1: going to use. That is a red flag, isn't it? It is a red flag.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure it was a, that was a secret, was it? That Scott Priesen and Errol Pope were part of Worcester Warriors? No, no, that was no. Fe- right, it, okay. it
3: wasn't. It wasn't, but they weren't on the board. They were never on no. the board. They were just part no. of the... Consortium. Consortium. Yeah. yeah. Jeb oh, McCurry right. was on the board, wasn't he? At yes. Worcester. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. he brought in the two guys who then sold it to the two guys who have now... I think Worcester Warriors have actually been liquidated and closed down yesterday, weren't they? I
0: think, like... Yeah. Um, So it is a red flag. It is a concern. Um, I'm hoping that South Somerset District Council, who I'm sure have, uh, you know, have obviously acquired our stadium and our land... I'm sure South Somerset District Council would uh, would not do anything to uh, allow the situation that has emerged at Worcester Warriors to happen. <laughs> Evening, Councillor Clark. So that was, a bit, that
3: was a bit evening, Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. The way the way the current Prime Minister is going, there's there's every chance. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is it is definitely a worry. And I've said before about telling the owner what you think, it's voicing your concerns in whatever way that you can. Well. That's what I would suggest. If you if you are worried about it, that is what I would suggest you do. As Ben said it before, chairman at ytfc.net. Uh, there is an email address there. Um, I'm not sure what Stuart Robbins' email address is, but he says he's uh, he's open to talking to people via uh, his social media account. Uh, um, you know, you'll see him at games. Scott Breeson might even be there on Saturday. Go and tell him. Go and tell him. Ask him what were you doing at Worcester Warriors? What was your part to to play in it? I mean, it seems that he was involved in a consortium that took over it and, and and then he sold it on and then everything's gone to wrap whatever. Um, Whether he's got anything to do with that or not, nobody knows, but he's, he is in the trail somewhere, isn't he? And, um, I mean, we've said it a million times before. We are a forum open for Scott Priest nor anyone to come on and, Talk about the things that some fans, not every fan, some fans are talking about. Um, but there are other forums as well. The club has its own channels to go out there, 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 and um, and do it. Talk to people. That's what I would say. Talk to people. I
3: suppose my my big concern about the future is is that we've seen attendances decline over the years, and those people who would probably be more vociferous and make their feelings known are the people that aren't there anymore, don't go anymore. And and that's the, the real major worry, is that, is it just going to peter out? I mean, talk about making your voice heard when you're at the game, but you're still paying your money to go. Those people who don't want to go anymore because they don't believe in it, or don't you know? Don't want to prop it up. They're already, they're kind of already making their voices heard by just not going. And then we just get into this, you know, lull of, you know, attendance is always dropping with no real sort of, I don't know, no real drive to to do anything. It's left with apathy. But I don't know what the solution is, and. I don't know how you change it other than, I guess, do what we're doing and say,
0: woo, over here. (laughs) Look at this. This looks worrying. (laughs) Woo, over here. (laughs) This looks worrying. That's what we can do and hope someone takes notice and hope someone realises.
1: They don't seem Mm. to want to, though, do they? Huh? They don't seem to want to. No. Even if they have noticed, they don't seem to want to do anything about it. There I are can. people that can and have chosen not to and that's on them.
3: Uh, Chris Sweet asks, what will YTFC's longest away trip next season be? Are there going to be any away trips? Bloody, Get- that's a cheerful one, isn't it? <laughs> Gloucester? Gate- <laughs> Gateshead away. You reckon they'll stay up? Gateshead. Or are we both going down? I know, because we would we'll be in South then. We <laughs> won't be in National League North <laughs> if we
0: are. <laughs> Sadly.
3: But um yeah, gates head away. I'd agree. Uh Andrew Foote asked if Chris Hargreaves was sacked before the weekend and you were in charge for the talking. Solihull Hole match. What formation <laughs> would you play? What would your starting eleven be? And what would you be drinking after the match to celebrate your win? So that's a three pronged question there. Formation. Four three three. Four, 3, three. Four, three, three. Four, three, three. Right,
0: I'm I'm
3: actually going 4-4-2. There you are. Go on. Do you want to do your team, Ben, or shall I go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Okay, you go first.
1: Smith, Johnson, uh, Bevan, Staunton, um, left-back Williams, midfield three of Worthington, Diath, and um, who's my third central midfielder? Pearson with... um, Uh, Charlie Wakefield on the right of the three. I'm going to start Linton on the left of the three and Fisher down the middle of the three.
3: Okay, so um, in my team, Record and Richards Everton have passed a late fitness test. (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) So I'm going with Smith, Johnson, Hunt, Richards nope, sorry, Staunton, Richards-Evington and Record. My midfield is Charlie Wakefield on the right, Lawson Diath, Matt Worthington in the middle, and Pearson on the left with Fisher and Scrimmy up top. You
0: have a LinkedIn in that team. No, Fisher and Scrimmy. Okay. Okay. Um... I'd maybe have Linton instead of Scrimshaw, but um that kind of goes against what I said about give great. great, great <laughs> but I probably go with most of what Ian said.
3: You're going four four two. Mm,
0: yeah, go on. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I know I started a four three three chant a few weeks yeah. ago, but now um,
0: now you're might in it.
3: I don't fancy Alex Fisher running around up front on his own, trying to get on the end of things. I think you need a very good hold-up striker to play in a front front three who can bring everyone else in and I don't know that I don't know that we have that. We certainly haven't seen it. Um so yeah I think we need a, a little and large up top. Mm. Uh what are you drinking when you win?
0: Tequila! Then
1: <laughs>
3: southern comfort please <laughs> And I'll just go to the Thatcher stand and have some Thatcher's, please. Um, Sponsorships are
1: available to all three companies. Thank you.
3: Uh, James Drew asks If you had to eat one food item for the rest of your life and nothing else, what would it be?
1: Bacon. <laughs> it's cool. not even close. It's not even close. There's nothing that comes close. I like chocolate magnums, but I would die very soon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's good. I think that's a very hard question. I might come back to it. (laughs) Do you want an easy one? Go on. Uh, Former Glover's Cast quiz champion Rob Manley asks, if the manager does go, who are the realistic options available that could do a better job? If he'd still been available, I'd have suggested Steve King, newly appointed Gloucester City, formerly of Dartford FC. Hmm. Do you, well,
1: want
0: actual, do you want some actual names for that? Or? Have you got some actual names? Uh, yeah, I made a list. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 all for uh, bringing Graham Roberts back in before we play Taunton <laughs> and he's gonna gonna get another magistrate today.
3: <laughs> he, he can't he's working for the whatever TV channel he's on, isn't he? For he's that work, game.
0: Working for Tottenham, I yeah. Thought, so. I thought we coaxed him into it a little there bit. There you go, yeah. Just just put him on the away terrace and let him run riot. Swinging haymakers. <laughs> Go on, Robby. Go on then, Ben. You give a proper answer.
1: As I've mentioned many times before, I'd be begging Nigel Adkins to have a go. I'm not sure he would, but that's what. Love you, all Nigel. I'd... Yes, love you, Nigel. Um, one, player, one player, former player that I thought was very, very interesting, um, thought of really highly in the way he looked after Derby for a long period of time and was told that he needed to go away and have his own team for a bit. Liam Rossinia, very highly thought of, very inexperienced, but if he's going to start his managerial career somewhere... Could well be us. I pointed out that uh, Tisdale is still out of a job, but I think A, he might be extra bound, and B, I know he's not everyone's favorite type of character. Or you roll the dice on someone who's doing it at a lower level and you go back to Jerry Gill at Bath, who's doing just fine. Or because we all love Truro, go get Paul Watton. Um, he could have a go. He's been unbeaten with Truro all season long, playing some delightful football, particularly down the left side of the game where <laughs> Ollie is absolutely doing well. Or I did suggest uh, the chap at Woking. He's not doing that bad either.
3: I'm not sure he's realistic.
0: No, you're probably right. No. Well, we are so... Oh, yeah, realistic options, yeah.
3: Yeah, okay. I, I replied to his... He messaged me on Teams, and I replied, hashtag Wenger in. <laughs> he shouted realistic. Oh, I
1: also said Anthony Barry. Mm. Anthony Barry, who's been linked with a number of first-team management jobs, is very highly thought of in the Chelsea system. And, of course, he knows a little bit about us. So, him with chris cohen as his assistant from <laughs> uh from luton thanks very much cheers yeah that
0: then sounds up. realistic
1: so there you go I've, they, I've given you some genuine realistic names i feel yeah. like i would my number one target would be adkins but if anthony barry turned up i wouldn't be angry about it
3: no. okay um i yeah i've not got any other names really other than Arsene wenger give it um, storm to the end of the season there yeah. we go <laughs> scott wickens um one food item. Still struggling. Uh, Which former left and right backs would fit into Chris Hargreaves' wingback formation?
1: Nathan Jones. <laughs> and would run for days down the left-hand side.
3: Nathan Smith.
1: Nathan Smith. Any other Nathans?
3: Nathan available? Ralph.
1: Nathan Ralph would also... What is it with Nathan? <laughs> um.
0: There you go. All
3: Kevin right, Amankwa. Well. Kevin Amankwa yeah, on the it, right. That's,
0: that's the right answer. We'll have it. I was going for Mickey Engwell, but there we go. Yeah, before before everyone's time. Everyone's time.
3: <laughs> uh, Robin Bachelor, what is your most controversial food opinion? Oh, Ben's got a million. Um, I personally think ketchup is an excellent pancake filling on
0: its mm. own. Have a word, Batch. Have a word.
3: Have a word, Batch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blimey, um, that is just beyond the pale, isn't penis. it? Heinous. Yeah, Absolutely heinous. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything that bad. So um, that is horrendous. What's just a sauce flavored twiglets? Jim, I mentioned them the other
3: nothing the wrong
0: day. With I, always, I always quite like them.
3: Anything, Palmer Violet. Oof. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Um, okay. Uh, I don't my think my
1: my, uh, my answer there is uh, nothing out the sea is worth eating ever.
0: Nothing out the sea is worth eating ever.
1: There is nothing good that comes out of the sea to end up on a plate. Right. If it comes (laughs) out of the sea,
0: I won't touch it.
3: (laughs) Really? Yeah, food with the face. That is a very controversial food opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Do you have any, Dave? Not really, no. It's hard. I don't really, you know, I think I'm pretty normal. I don't think I've got anything outlandish.
1: There are some really nice vegan sausages that you can buy.
3: I don't think that's a wild... No, not, no, um, yeah.
1: Some people fine, get yeah. a bit weird by that, but yeah.
3: Nah, Nathan Smith has adjusted us all to the world of veganism. So yeah,
1: I'm still not yeah. paying eight. I'm still not paying eight quid for a bottle of blending though.
3: No, um, Clevo's asked this. I feel like he's asked us this before though. Uh, Marmite, love it or hate it, love it. N- neither. It's all right in it.
1: No, I love it. It's fine. Good. Oh, great. Okay. Great on a crumpet,
3: especially when they're stacked in sixes. Correct. Um,
0: okay. Uh, there, there's a question here from a man who looks like the Terminator just on his it? profile picture. Can you see one from someone called Boxed? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, B U C S T. And he, he, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue with this man, but he asked Martin Starnes, volunteer or priest new puppet. Uh, now, uh, the answer is I, I don't know, and I'm only going off what Stuart Robbins said that he is a volunteer, but. I am curious to know what Martin Starnes is at Yeovil Town because obviously he's got some experience, isn't he, as a, as a CEO? Uh, and 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 I can't understand why, if he is involved in the club, which from what we hear he's down there quite often um, at numerous different games, I, I don't understand. I don't I don't know what he is, and I don't understand why. Nobody's why telling us know. what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Why nobody knows? Why isn't anyone saying uh, who he is or, or or what he is? But yeah, I I don't really remember. I I remember him being there, but I don't really remember a great deal that he did. He left when we got into the championship, didn't he?
3: Yeah. He he was the chief exec, wasn't he? And then yeah. John Fry became the chief exec. And when he him, left, yeah. and When he left, and yeah, went to Plymouth. And I think he told Ben off once. Um, Did he? Yeah. Like Ben's told us this story before, Dave. Right. Like, okay. On, mate. Yeah.
0: He thought he thought
1: Ben was a leak. <laughs> thought I was, uh... He thought I was a, a, a former um what's the word? Forum um oh, person who right. was giving away um team news. I was apparently yeah, an insider mole.
3: Yeah.
1: I wasn't for all it's worth,
3: but he just thought Ben just kept saying Josh Wagon as the best goalkeeper in the league.
0: And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Nice guy. Gotcha. That was it. Uh, and finally, we'll finish off on this question from Ben Barrett. Perhaps he just wants to ask it.
1: Um, yeah, this is a, a very interesting. Would you rather? Would you always, forever, in any situation, always be wildly overdressed or wildly underdressed? So, would you rather be going to funerals in like your pajamas with holes in them, stained T-shirts? Or would you rather be painting the spare bedroom in a tuxedo at all
0: times? I think underdress feels more comfortable, doesn't it? So i think gonna um, you, you, yeah. you, you get would... married,
3: married in your absolute skivvies.
0: No one's I, gonna marry me think... then, but yeah, <laughs> I would. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think I'd rather be overdressed because then I'm only if I'm only overdressed, it's only when I'm you know. I'm wildly home.
1: overdressed. We're talking tuxedos. You've got to get them. You've got to get them dry. How many are you going to get? You're going to get them dry clean every time you finish. Right, you let the part wherever you go, don't you? Yeah, but imagine the faff on that. I don't, I, I don't know the answer to this question. I don't well, know. Why ask it, Ben? Because why ask I, it? I needed your opinions. This is, yeah.
0: This
1: I'm, is, I'm intrigued. Uh, ben and... asks
3: his own questions and then sits on the fence on them as well.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the <laughs> truth?
3: <laughs> right. On to Hull. We're going we're gonna to win this one. I can feel it.
1: Ian, I have a question for you finally. Uh, this is episode 199. Have you got anything fun planned for episode 200?
3: Well, hopefully, once you've got to the end of episode 199, episode 200 will appear in your feed magically, and you'll see it. Should I tell the listeners what they're going to get, or should we um, mm. let them have a surprise? I think they should have a surprise.
0: Surprise!
1: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in.
2: There's Lindergaard, making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil.
3: Stansfield, good turn away from Tron.